FM. This portion of the program is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. They're waiting for you. Stop in right off of Route 46. Delicious food and drink and a lot more. Stop in and see them, folks, at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. It's 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So we have a lot of developing stories. Uh, and right now, one of the biggest ones, I was in North Kingstown earlier and the FBI raided the home of an individual who was um, part there alleging part of the January 6th raid on the Capitol. So that individual, it is my understanding, is in federal court right now. And we're going to find out. Let's see. Uh, Tim White is he is putting that Joseph Bernard Joseph Sir. Does not deny he's the one wanted by the FBI. So the government is not asking for him to be detained. Sullivan will set conditions for his release. He doesn't deny he's the one wanted by the FBI. So I want to just go. So there is a possibility. This is interesting. Uh, U.S. Attorney Daly is asking the judge to release him with certain conditions. He can't possess firearms. Daly say agents found 12 firearms at his house in North Kingstown. So that's one of the conditions that this guy has to go by. The government is not asking for him to be detained. So let me see if there's some um, sound on this. This is really big. And then we also know that... um, that there's also an update with the Olivia, Olivia Passaretti case. So, but let me, um, as far as the charges that have been coming out against that, I think Channel 12 has some sound on this. I want to just see what they have as we're still trying to, folks, this just developed. All of a sudden, I got tipped off this morning that the FBI were conducting a raid in North Kingstown, and they were very undercover, by the way, with 12... Uh, firearms in the house, they were approaching him very, very cautiously. Those are my words. So let me see if they, um, I believe they have a piece on this. I want to just hear what they have to say, the Channel 12 piece on this. Okay, here we go. A Rhode Island man arrested in connection with the sixth capital attack and rioting in court documents just in. We're told FBI officials arrested Bernard Sir in North Kingstown this morning. He's facing a felony charge of civil disorder and will appear in court later today. At this hour, we're working to get more information. We'll bring you more information throughout the day on WPRI.com and tonight starting at 4 o'clock. All right, so there's that. They don't have, I have more, but they'll update it. I don't see any other individual that's in court at this moment. Let me just double check. You can uh, tweet in court. Let me check Amanda Milkovitz of the Boston Globe. I do not see anything on that one. Okay. okay. Let me check uh, Katie Mulvaney of the Providence Journal. Um, and there is... Uh, And there's there's um there's nothing. She doesn't have anything. Let me just see if um, anyone else might be in that courtroom on something like this. The Boston media would come down for something like that. Um, okay, not going to be detained. Daly's also having the judge not let him travel outside the United States. He has a passport which has been seized. He also asked that him not be allowed to visit D.C. unless for the criminal proceedings. So they certainly have a a lot of um, conditions. There's FBI Boston. Oh, okay. All right, good. All right, good. And now it's even... Uh, Another gen Providence pushing against the police in the riot. All right, let me go through the um, defendant took part in confrontation with law enforcement officer on the lower west. A Rhode Island man arrested, U.S. Capitol. I'm going to get this over to our uh, Tim Dodd. Um, among the rioters, 308, 314, FBI Boston office. He actually lives in North Kingstown. 
he's identified as 249 of the list. In 17 months, 800 people have been arrested, all 50 states. And then we have uh, that info. Um, a little bit more, folks. I'm re- reading this in real time. A statement of facts. Let me go through some of the local stuff. This stuff is pretty good. There he is. A video posted to YouTube corresponds with the surveillance footage, shows his activity at the front of the rioters. And there he is again. I want to get to the part. He participated in a riot on the internet. Oh. Following the attack, images of him, oh, participated and appeared on the internet. Based on the images, they created a profile. Gave him 249. The FBI posted it to its website, Garner Public Assistance. The FBI located known, known images, oh, from his passport application. Huh. The FBI located a social media account associated with Bernard Sir. A review of the account read photographs of him posted in 2020 wearing a tan hat, black baseball cap with a snake on it, consistent with the hat worn on a 22. So that's where they got him. Um, the FBI interviewed an individual, person one, who's familiar with him and sees him on a regular basis. They showed him a picture and said identified him as being Bernard Sir. They also were able to confirm he was on leave from his place of employment from January 5th to January 6th. That's an interesting development. Based on your the probable cause, he violated blah, blah, blah. So let me just check social media account Bernard Sir. Let me see if I can find that. Folks, I'm well aware that I am live. Let me see if I can locate that. It doesn't say what type of social media account. Oh, there he is. Yep. Huh. Well, his birthday was June 5th. Looks like he has a family. There he is wearing that hat. Incredible. 2020 is no longer Republican Democrat. It's freedom versus tyranny. All right. He's, so in a graduation shot, it looks like wife, son, daughter. He's wearing that hat that he had on. And they uh, kind of got him from that seemingly. It says lives in West Greenwich. He actually lives in North Kingstown. Um, so that's, uh, I don't know where that is. Oh, there he is again. Well, he's always in a hat. And then there's the, um, another photo they had found of him. So that is a really interesting development. Huh? Boy, he was right there. On J6, right in the heat of the whole thing. All right, I want to go to, there's a lot of good sound to play, folks. Again, good afternoon. Uh, The news is fast and furious. This is also the final day this afternoon. Uh, He asked uh, Tim White again back into court. Has to maintain employment as part of his condition. Works as a nuclear facility engineer. A grand jury has indicted a pair of connect, connect to the driving death. That's the Channel 10 thing. And that's um, very sad. So it sounds like this guy could end up getting released. The J6 defendant from North Kingstown of the FBI raid. So I think that's an interesting development. All right. I want to get to some of the sound from yesterday because we can't pretend it didn't happen. It did happen. Um, they are really going all out. And and I, we're hearing 
that the Secret Service is prepared to testify that that did not happen with President Trump. That's what there's. That's what's being reported. That the Secret Service is going to say never happened. And so I think everyone is looking forward to to that. Uh, let me play the piece. Yeah, the Secret Service issued a statement. They're going to provide sworn testimony. All right, here's the uh, GMA piece on that. That's right. That statement says that agents are prepared to give sworn testimony in relation to these new allegations. Two sources familiar with the investigation tell me that when President Trump returned to his motorcade after giving that speech on January 6th, he requested that agents take him to the Capitol. Those sources told me that Robert Engel, one of the agents in the car, said something to the effect of that being unwise or dangerous and that the motorcade was going to return the president to the White House. A source close to the Secret Service tells me that President President Trump was apparently not happy with that answer, but the agents in the car would push back against any allegation of an assault by President Trump and the allegation that he reached for the steering wheel. Want to wait for more information on that, Pierre? Thank you. Let's bring in our Chief Justice Correspondent, Pierre Thomas, and Pierre. All right, so there's part one. There's part one. Now let's go to this part. Allegations, but big picture here. What does this impact, this testimony? How does it impact the hearings going forward from here? Well, the big question is, will others come forward? Cassidy Hutchinson was one of very few people who was right there in the West Wing, steps away from the Oval Office, a direct witness to the extraordinary events in the White House on and around January 6th. And she has done what, what many others have just refused to do, which is to come forward under oath, live before the world, to tell her story. And it is an extraordinary story of an unhinged president willing to do anything, anything to, to cling to power. And with as extraordinary as it is, it's also entirely consistent with what we had already known. Remember, it was around this time uh, that we have reported that members of the Trump cabinet were considering invoking the 25th Amendment, uh, declaring him mentally unfit to be president. That was the portrait of a mentally unfit president that Cassidy Hutchinson told the world about. And John, in your closing remarks, Congresswoman Liz Cheney pointed to possible witness tampering. Really extraordinary stuff here. Uh, multiple witnesses, Liz Cheney said, uh, were contacted by people uh, before they came in to give their depositions, uh, reminding them to stay in the good graces of Trump world, that he reads the transcripts, uh, remain a team player. I mean, this is mafia-like stuff. And I tell you, Whit, uh, don't be surprised that they come after Cassidy Hutchinson very hard uh, and, and try to make her pay for what she's done. Wow. Holy cow. Mafia type stuff. Did I just hear that? 2022? Mafia type stuff. I didn't think you could use that. As an Italian American, I'm offended by that. As an Italian American, I don't believe that there is such thing. I want to find the Today Show on this. She was. I, I am anxious to hear the Secret Service push back on this. And let me also say this. Secret Service needs to push back on this in a big way. Um, they absolutely need to. Okay, here's the uh, Today Show piece. That is our top story this morning. That explosive testimony on Capitol Hill from Cassidy Hutchinson, the former aide to Trump White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. Her words now reverberating across the country. She said under oath President Donald Trump raged after his January 6th speech, aggressively trying to force his way to join rioters at the U.S. Capitol and allegedly taking aim at his own lead Secret Service agent Bobby Engel inside the presidential SUV. As the president had gotten into the vehicle with Bobby, he thought that they were going up to the Capitol. And when Bobby had relayed to him, we're not, you don't have the assets to do it. It's not secure. We're going back to the West Wing. The president had very strong, a very angry response to that. Um, Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president. Take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, Sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president 
reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Angle grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. President Trump disputing that account. Uh, Secret Service weighing in this morning as well. We'll have that just ahead. But it was one of just many bombshells revealed during those hearings yesterday, among the others. Hutchison claiming that the president insisted checkpoints at his rally that day be removed so that armed supporters could attend. And he said, according to the testimony, they're not here to hurt me. When told that the rioters had reached the Capitol, Meadows said Trump doesn't want to do anything. That, according to Hutchison, Meadows' top aide. And the other allegation that Trump believed his own vice president, Mike Pence, quote, deserves to be hung. We've got it all covered. Holy cow. I mean, that is... Let me hear this. Good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning to there is new fallout after that dramatic testimony from Cassidy Hutchinson, the first White House official to testify publicly, perhaps her biggest revelation that former President Trump wanted to go to the Capitol on January 6th, pressuring his own Secret Service detail to let him join that crowd of his supporters, some of whom he knew were armed. In person and under oath, Cassidy Hutchinson, a trusted aide of former Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, testified Tuesday that before his speech on January 6th, Mr. Trump knew about the potential for violence at the Capitol, but was unfazed, even after learning some of his supporters were armed and would not get through security. I overheard the president say something to the effect of, you know, I, I don't even care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me. But another explosive moment now being disputed by some close to the Secret Service. After those allegations from Hutchinson that Mr. Trump, furious he was not being driven to the Capitol, tried to grab the steering wheel and lunge toward his lead agent, Bobby Engel. A source close to the Secret Service tells NBC News both Engel and the SUV driver are prepared to testify under oath, disputing that Mr. Trump ever assaulted any agent or tried to grab the wheel. Hutchinson's lawyer says she testified under oath recounting what she was told and that those with knowledge of that episode should do the same. Hutchinson says she first heard of plans for President Trump to make an unannounced trip to the Capitol from Rudy Giuliani days before January 6th. Plans, she says, alarmed White House counsel Pat Cipollone. Cipollone said something to the effect of, please make sure we don't go up to the Capitol, Cassidy. Keep in touch with me. We're going to get charged with every crime imaginable if we make that movement happen. Hutchinson also recounted a conversation between White House counsel Pat Cipollone and Meadows as the rioters advanced on the Capitol, some chanting, hang Mike Pence. Cipollone saying the president needed to take action. Mark had responded something to the effect of, you heard it, Pat. He thinks Mike deserves it. He doesn't think they're doing anything wrong. Hutchinson also said she witnessed evidence of the president's temper multiple times, including damage in the president's dining room after Attorney General William Barr's declaration that there was no widespread voter fraud. I first noticed there was ketchup dripping down the wall and there's a shattered porcelain plate on the floor. Mr. Trump unloaded a series of attacks directed at Hutchinson on his social media site, saying he barely knew Hutchinson, denying her account of that altercation with the Secret Service. And about his January 6th rally saying, quote, I didn't want or request that we make room for people with guns to watch my speech. Who would ever want that? And what may have been one of the most significant moments from a legal standpoint, the committee's top Republican, Liz Cheney, closed the hearing with accusations of witness tampering, which she called a serious concern, efforts that Cheney said from those close to the former President Trump were to pressure witnesses to give false testimony through an intimidation campaign. She shared how one witness described calls they received, basically saying that Mr. Trump knows you're loyal and you're going to do the right thing in your deposition, Savannah. All right, Peter. You talked about the Secret Service agents who apparently are willing to testify under oath. We'll see if the committee takes them up on that offer. There are also calls for the White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, to come and testify He's as this young guy. lady, um, Cassidy Hutchinson, did. What, where does that stand? He's really Yeah, smart. that's right. The committee certainly wants to hear from Cipollone. Just this morning, we heard from Liz Cheney. She tweeted repeating her call for him to testify.
testify on the record about his significant concerns, she says, regarding Mr. Trump's activities on the 6th of January. At this point, there's still no indication that's going to happen. Happen. We should say that we're told Cipollone has been cooperating, and overnight the committee's chairman, Benny Thompson, the top Democrat there, said that they're going to keep pursuing Cipollone even for a new off-the-record, or excuse me, off-camera interview, but they do want to hear from anyone with new information, Savannah. Well, a lot of folks were listening to this testimony yesterday and wondering whether this could lead to criminal charges. I should mention, you know, Hutchison's testimony, while compelling, would likely not be admissible in court of law. It's hearsay. Right. Uh, how does that play into whether or not this ultimately does lead to any kind of criminal charge against anybody. Yeah, Savannah, you know this best. Legal experts agree that some of her testimony would be admissible, some yep. would not be in court. Witnesses are generally allowed to testify to what they saw or what they heard firsthand, not things that you hear from other people. Prosecutors, obviously, they rely on lots of witnesses to build, to, to corroborate a case. Hutchinson is just one witness, so no case would rise or fall on her testimony alone. But the bottom line here is it still remains an open question whether the Justice Department is going to bring any indictments against the former president or any of those inside his inner circle. We heard from Mr. Trump's former attorney general, Bill Barr, by the way. He said that yesterday's hearing gave investigators, quote, a lot to chew on. Savannah? You know, I, um, folks, that is, um, <laughs> that's a lot. That is a lot. We're going to have to find out from our, we're not going to do it. Right now it's 128. You're listening to the Don DePietro Show. On AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I am still blown away at this January 6th defendant who has been, um, there was an FBI raid in North Kingstown earlier today. And I do have video of them there. Let's see. Um, I'm just going through. Tim White is, he, the guy's in court as we speak. Solomon asks, keeping his job will be posed a problem. No, Your Honor, replies. He'll be released on 10,000 unsecured bond. He does, doesn't need to come up with that money today, but we'll be on the hook for it if he fails to appear. So he's going to be released. The judge explains if he violates any of the conditions, he'll be charged with another crime. Uh, Solomon explains if he violates any of the conditions, he'll be charged with another detained Surrey's attorney says there's a third party who will take custody of the defendant's 12 guns. So we hear about that. He has to maintain his employment as part of his conditions for a lease. Um, Sullivan identifies the third party who will take possession of the weapons as a, quote, family member. She says that person was responsible, making sure he does not have access to them. So, but that is um, the big big, big story, obviously, is the FBI. Oh, okay. Katie Davis is in court for NBC 10. I was unaware. The I-team. Uh, let me see if she has anything. He must surrender any firearms. Um, wow, a J6 defendant. In federal court, magistrate has agreed to release 10,000 unsecured bond. Let me go back to um, Tim White on this. I'm going to go back to Tim White. But, folks, I want to remind you, this portion of the program is brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. Stop in and see them. Competition Shooting Supplies. That's exactly right. Uh, stop in and see John Francis. I'm getting a text. I should work that hard to ID the rioters who are burning buildings. I agree. I agree. You have 800 people, a J6 defendant, right near the North Kingstown bike path. Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Stop it and see them. Our friend, our hero, it's John Francis at, John, at our competition shooting supplies where they have. Now, remember, he is going to be closing because he's going to be leaving to go to the uh, to compete with the firearms in, I believe, Ohio. So it's competition shooting supplies. Stop in and see John Francis. Uh, and get everything you need because then he is going to be gone for a little bit. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. It's Second Amendment headquarters. Stop it and see him. Competition shooting, uh, shooting supplies, firearms, accessories. We'll talk to him tomorrow before he leaves on his um, well-deserved vacation for Jay Francis. All right, I want to get to uh, 
the latest just going back. So this guy is still in court. In um, That was quite a display, FBI display this morning at his home in North Kingstown. That's not the one I want. Let me go to this one. Nope. Um, here we go. Let's see if there's any other update on this. This hearing has concluded. Sullivan orders the case be transferred to to D.C. He's going to have to be there July 7th. So there's that. Wow. All right. Well, we'll have more on that. But they, um, I'm not saying that they should be fooling around. But it it has to be because of the, the weapons. That would be my guess why they had such a strong presence. I don't know the answer of how they were able to figure out that he had 12 guns. But that is how that's breaking down. Let me just see if there's... Um, folks, again, we're doing this and this is actually in real time that we are doing this. Um, okay, that's not what I want. Let me pull up this one. Pelosi meets the Pope. We know about that. Receives communion of Vatican. How about that? Uh, the, the Trump story is, I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> Played cats music to calm? I haven't heard this. President Trump, Donald Trump played song from cats to calm himself down in the White House. What song? Memories? Um, Trump staff would play the song Memory. From the Broadway musical Cats to soothe the former president when he was stressed. It's been revealed. Now that's interesting. That is a beautiful song. I saw Cats at Theater by the Sea not that long ago. Huh. So the staff would play this song. I'll play it. This song to calm, supposedly calm him down when the president would get would get very upset. That's what they are alleging. So this would calm the president, huh? President Trump, his staff, this came out through some of the testimony. His staff would play song Memory from Cash to soothe the president when he was stressed. Stephanie Grissom, who served as his White House press secretary, said the former president's temper was scary. He snapped almost lose control. She published a tell-all book noted when Trump descended into turmoil, his staff resorted to summoning an aide nicknamed the Music Man. Play songs from musicals they knew would soothe him, namely Memory from the Broadway musical Cats. <laughs> Her remarks came as a result of ex-aide Cassie Hutchinson speaking in staggering detail about his character. She portrayed him as an unhinged, out of control. New York Times reported in the memoir, what I saw in the Trump White House, he designated an unnamed White House official known as the Music Man. Maybe he's like the Walter Miller. Playing his favorite show tunes to bring him back from the brink of rage. Uh, Miller's the former boyfriend of Grissom. Trump a narrow public his candidate. Oh, is that who it was? Oh, Max Miller. He was a White House aide. New Yorker wrote it. He needs to be comforted by a Broadway music that grades both the office of the presidency and the Great American Institution. It's good for the song, though. Betty Buckley, the award-winning actress, played Cat Sings It, told CNN that his desire to have the song placate indicates his soul is damaged. Resonates what remains of the window, whatever soul we may have. I think it's a salute to the song. Trump bombarded his new social media site during the hearing with posts attacking, cuts and denying her antidotes. Well, you know, folks, it's all different when uh, everybody gets under oath. It's a whole different story. Because that these are just allegations. These are just, I want to remind people, these are allegations. But it is kind of funny, a picture of the president at the White House, very upset. And then the music man is summoned, he just starts playing this song. Now, I don't know, is he singing the song or just playing a recording of it? 
I, I think I would get more upset and say, like, listen, turn that down or I'm going to get really upset. This would not be soothing me. Then again, I'm not the president of the United States. Not yet anyway. No. Um, so, now this... This needs to be vetted, and they need to determine if this actually happened. That when President Trump would get very, very upset, they would summon the music man, and then he would play this song, and it would calm him down. You know, that's actually not a bad mechanism and trick to have, if it works. If it works. Music can impact you in a lot of positive ways. And, you know, the president doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. And so if this is, I wouldn't even call this a vice. <clears throat> if the president would use this song to kind of soothe him and calm him down. I could see probably reminds him of happy times uh, living in New York when he was the king of New York. And then. Kind of using that to kind of right, right the ship, so to speak. Kind of calm down. Folks, right now, boy, this, what, a news day? You just never know. I get tipped off this morning that there's an FBI raid in North Kingstown. Boom, we're on our way. And the next thing you know, I think it's also interesting how they got him. How they got this individual in NK. So that they were able to... I find it interesting anyway, how they were able to uh, map, kind of match photos of him uh, from social, again, folks, social media does you win. It's another example of it, but it's that he has a, a unique cap. And apparently it was the cap that he was also then wearing uh, at the Capitol. And we're all going to march down to the Capitol, as President Trump would say. Um, <clears throat> I also want to remind people that he is he is not guilty. He has been charged with a crime. Charged with a crime. He has not been found guilty of any crime, and he is presumed innocent. And, and I also want to just point out, he is presumed innocent. In a um, in a court of law, some people confuse that. That it it doesn't mean that it can't be discussed or how people come to their own conclusions. So, I think a good example of that is some people think if they're presumed innocent, which they are, that a case can't be discussed. I think, you know, the easiest example, I think, is the O.J. Simpson case, right? Where people would say, listen, he it shouldn't be discussed because he's, he's presumed innocent. No, in, in a court of law, when O.J. Simpson, and just much like this individual, when he's in the courtroom, he, he is presumed innocent. The government has to bring the case Right, the government has to bring the case against him. So, boy, there is that hat. Hmm. I don't know if that was such a good idea. Or he must like the hat. Well, they got him on the hat. I want to go back to the J six thing. Oh, okay. They're using the same picture. They're just blocking out the family. I see. Yep, that's the same hat. That he and the wife both used in a Facebook photo. So that's a problem, <laughs> to put it mildly. That's definitely a problem. Hey, listen, this is no bearing. I, Bernard Sir is his name. What a swarm of agents they had outside of his house. If you haven't seen it, I will be posting it on the website to Petro.com. They went expecting literally almost like a gun battle for crying out loud um, they went in very heavy as Tony Soprano would say <clears throat> they went in very very heavy 
and we do have the footage of the FBI going in and out. I, I've seen some FBI raids. I haven't seen the amount of people they have. That's, that's um, I haven't seen that amount of agents in quite some time. So, I mean, when I, I was there, Bernard, sir, there he is on uh, Facebook. <clears throat> I was there when, um, when they went to Gordon Fox's, the former speaker's home. And that, that was, you know, that was a lot. They had a lot of people for that, I thought. But nothing like this. Wow, FBI Boston. Boy, did they come down hard on this guy. Oof. And they're still trying to find people. The FBI is still seeking information. Bernard Sword, North Kingstown. Boy, did they throw the book at him. Oof. Wow. Felony, misdemeanor. Well, we'll find out. You know, the fact that they're letting him, um, he's being, you know, he's going to be out, does say something. It sounds like they wanted to catch up to him. But we'll find out obstruction of law enforcement, entering, remaining in a restricted building, physical violence. It sounds like they just want to find, they want to, they are not going to stop until they track down everybody that was there or they're going to try think how eight that was 18 months ago but they have just that photo of him and then they were able to what i'm seeing right now at 143 good afternoon what i'm seeing is they were able to match it up with his passport photo and that hat he wore a very distinct hat. Hmm. He can be observed marching with as in a stack with his left hand on the shoulder and the person in front of him. I think that's called a ranger stack, where they were entering. <clears throat> and then they have him in the tunnel during the heave ho. They have some good footage of that. I've seen that footage. Now, obviously, I don't. I don't know him. So I wouldn't have looked at it and said, hey, that's, that's the guy from North Kingstown. But I, I'm just telling you, they, they, they did not go in lightly. They went after him very, very aggressively, to, to say the least, um, when they executed the, the search warrant. You know, folks, I got tipped off about it. I went there and... I didn't know what was going on. Someone came by and said, you know, do you think this is drugs? And you can even see me on the live screen saying, I, I don't think so. I mean, normally, only because they were going for all these files. I don't think that's what they're looking for. And I was right. They were not looking. It was, it's not a drug situation. <clears throat> it's a January 6th situation. You know, it's that hat. If he didn't have that hat on, I don't think they get him because the the hat they were able to then boy there are they unbelievable are they unbelievable there they were able to match the photos of him in that hat that he wore at the Capitol <clears throat> with what looks like a family photo on Facebook and then they also say they matched up his uh, passport information passport photo. They located that U.S. passport application. They noticed a similarity, and then the review, they found the hat matched what they they were able to pick up um, with that as well. So, boy, when they want to, when they want to, they can pull things out. You know, I am, um, folks, and again, good afternoon. I was um, speaking with someone about the, as you know, we've been still following the missing missing persons case of Charlotte Lester. People, are at, people ask me about her. And the work police are on it, but I, I was just thinking, it's, it's really extraordinary when you think of what, uh, FBI, Boston, really, what they were able to find out after the Boston Marathon bombing. 
I mean, when you that was a Monday, and by Thursday, I mean they they right after that they had those guys. They had the two brothers. That was a frightening Tuesday, Wednesday. But when they had that press conference and revealed who they were looking for, do you think they they think of all the videotape they went through and they were able to get those two brothers? That's that's some you know, that's very, very, very strong police work, to say the least. Okay. All right. Now I'm getting some information from FBI Boston. Okay. Uh, special agents officers arrested Bernard Sir at his home in North Kingstown, taken into custody, taken without incident, arrested for his cold role in the breach of the U.S. Capitol. Okay, thank you, FBI Boston. I've been requesting that, and they finally got it to me. You know, that's a very good point. Funny how it seems the Dems have nothing better to do than show us if you mess with me, you'll get locked up. Very, very good point. You know, not only is that a good point, but I try to explain that to people. That's why you can't, you can't, you got to know you're a target. I try to, and I, and I want to just circle back. I haven't really talked about the situation with Officer Lugo, but there were, he was arrested that night. Two of the people were arrested that night. Um, you're a target. You got to know that when you go to that, you're a target. And I'll, I'll, I'll say that in, um, when I attend that or protest, I treat it that I'm a target. And, and, and on Friday night, they, they, they come right, they circle me, but I have people with me that act to, 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 um, as a deterrent, but they completely circle you. And they start bumping into you and, hey, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see, Brian. Hi, Juan. It should be very obvious that the Jason. Yeah, it is choreographed, scripted hearsay, close to the midterm. Hey, anything they can do, that is that that's accurate. Anything they can do to not have to talk about the price of gas or the economy, they 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 will do that. Like, let's all be very very clear about that. That's not your imagination. That is very accurate. Yep, they do not want to talk about that in in any stretch. Hey, would you if you were them? Would you, would you want to say let's let's talk about the price of gas? Would you want to say yeah, let's let's talk about what it costs to to go to the grocery store? How much inflate? No. You want you want to talk about anything other than that as a matter of fact. So, I'm also seeing the the Boston Globe is finally on the story. Uh, Katie Davis and Tim White seemingly were in court. I'm seeing, I think, Amanda Milkovitz of the Boston Globe. Um, the, um, the, this, this story, though, just came out of nowhere. I mean, really did. In a, in a time that, that everyone was kind of, I guess, second Rhode Island are indicted. Whew, the, it was a protest. How about the Gordy Ernst thing? Tells the judge, tyrant father, Dick Ernst, beloved, revered coach. That tells me the cupboard is bare. Now, I've heard his brother abandoned him. Gordy Ernst went from giving the Obama family ten- tennis lessons to cleaning rental cars part-time to make ends meet after his arrest. One-time hockey school told the judge... Um, Darker reality. Fathers insisted on success veered into physical abuse. Dick Ernst, who died in 2016. Cranston sports legend. More of a coach and tyrant than a dad. Times I felt I had failed, he beat me to the point of bruises and injuries. Horrific moments of my childhood. I remember almost being braced on the car at home from a gamer at night when he'd come into my bedroom wielding a belt or worse. Trying to sentence him, federal court, roll, sweeping, varsity blue. Rid- letter was written in February, entered in the court docket last week. Um, boom, boom, boom. His mother said the picture her son portrayed was not true. How about that? The mother saying it's not true. Dick Aarons was intense, but he was intense with himself. He was not abusive. All my kids had a great time growing up. He made things fun. I was always around. 
she said in an interview. In her own letter, said Gordy had always been thoughtful and loyal. Could have stayed in the business world. He chose to follow the career path his father took, teaching, coaching young student athletes. 37 letters from the family and friends. Um, humiliation and remorse feels about his crimes. He's certainly going to prison. Prosecutors are requesting four years. His own lawyers say anything more than a year and a day would be enough. Um, brought him to Brown University. Drafted by the NHL, never played. Briefed in finance. Coached at Northwestern. Uh, bounced around, landing at Georgetown. And then he met Rick Singer in 2008. Hmm. Uh, let's see, the university fired him. Ba ba ba. February. I want to be good, redeemed. Friends are not counting Ernst out. Jim Bennett. Said in an interview, Ernst understands he made mistakes. He'll get through this. He'll be stronger. Said Bennett. Oh, so that's his uh, Gordy Ernst letter. Hmm. Well, obviously, I did. I knew him in Cranston and obviously knew the father. Um, he was one year at Hendricken just so he could play freshman hockey, and then he transferred to Cranston East and played for his dad. We'll talk about that one with our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd, and that will be on tomorrow's program. Folks, we will be doing one After Dark later, and I think we're going to be in NK for the J6 situation. That story is wild. Wow. Whew. Hmm. Very interesting. I want to see. I think I have some more sound I want to play. Folks, again, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Folks, stop in. A delicious meal, a feast, if you will, is waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. All right, it's 154 and... I want to go to, um, let's see, I want to go play again. I think they have, do they have an update? I think they have an update here. Let me see what channel, or is channel 12 just the same story with uh, with Patrick Little? I think they have an update here. Rhode Island man arrested in connection with the January 6th. No, same, same story. Come on, guys. Trying to give you a plug with some sound here. Huh. Wow. We'll find out from... All right, what's the shock poll? DeSantis with, within single digits of Trump in new national GOP primary survey. Well, this is not a good week for President Trump. That's for sure. Um, I mean, I think we can say that, right? If we want to be honest about it. If we if we want to say that all this January 6th stuff is positive for President Trump, you can believe that. I don't believe it is. And I think it is something that Ron DeSantis could end up even using against him in using against him in a in a primary. So, no, I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think there's anything positive about, about President, uh, what's going on with January 6th in any way. I don't see any value in it. I don't see how it can, you know, a lot of it, this folks, is whether or not it can be spun. Now, you know, we didn't even really, we talked about it earlier, but I, I don't, I can't recall the last time I saw, if ever, the chief of police in Providence kind of, I'm not going to say throw him under the bus. I'd say more cut loose. Um, I, I, I don't recall it. Maybe it's happened. Maybe that's happened. But... 
I, I cannot remember seeing anything like that. That where where it was just um, the they the the words of Chief Clemens, the chief of police in Providence. I I would argue as strong as it gets in relation to the situation with Officer Lugo. Hugh Clemens pulls no punches at all. His reaction to seeing the video. Now, I also, that said, I think Officer Lugo, Officer Lugo got fired because of that video. He's not wrong. Officer Lugo's attorney's trying to say, hey, wait a minute. There's, you know, there's another story to this and we haven't had a chance to make our case. I mean, I, I think you could you could actually make the argument that and it's right there in in what they released, which is basically your misconduct has been prominently reported in print electronic media, bringing dishonor, discredit, embarrassment and reputational harm to the Providence Police Department. That's off that video that was edited, by the way. <clears throat> and rocketed, absolutely rocketed. Five five million views. That's also unprecedented. Completely unprecedented. Five million views. Someone local loaded it Friday night, and then <laughs> five million views, and then just took off. That's what they're going on. The slow motion clip of Lugo punching, slapping, whatever you want to say, five seconds long of Jennifer Rourke. That's it. The Providence police came out and basically said that after they saw that tape, it is over for Officer Lugo. That's what they said. Now, folks, again, coming up, you're going to hear the one o'clock news. And then it'll be the John Dion program. I will be doing Facebook Live later. Just repeating the big local story today is was a big FBI read. I will have it up on the website in North Kingstown earlier. And police arrested another January 6th defendant. So you can see the video on my Facebook page. I will have it up later on the website. In the meantime, listen, enjoy this Wednesday. We will be doing Facebook live stream later. And then I'll be back on the radio tomorrow at 11. Enjoy this Wednesday um, and stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news.